Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 525, air date February 24th, 2020. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Uh, sorry for the delay. You know, I don't have a production team here, so I'm always trying to figure out some of this new technology. Uh, and how to make it all sync. So today we're broadcasting both on uh, Periscope as well as Facebook Live. But it's a lot of fun to learn this stuff. But what I want to talk to you about today, as the title says, is really about the lawyers versus people. This is a subject that sort of some of us have in the back of our mind, but I don't think it's something we really have dwelled into and really talked about the disastrous effect and in many ways the undemocratic effect Uh, And I think this is a root cause of the issue of lawyers uh, essentially monopolizing control of our political system. And that's what I want to talk about today. And I want to arm you with a lot of facts because the election of 2020 is going to be an important one. And I believe particularly the Massachusetts election, which I'm running in, you're looking at, uh, you know, a, a kid who grew up as a working class kid in New Jersey you know, earned his four degrees at MIT, started seven different companies, as many of you uh, know, created lots and lots of jobs, paid millions of taxes on the wealth that he created from actual creations that I made. Um, That is very different than what lawyers do. You know, many of you out there, if you're a doctor or an engineer or a plumber or electrician or a nurse or a custodian or a secretary, we have to deal with the real world. We have to deal with nuts and bolts of existence. Lawyers are a very, very different profession, and there's some very interesting literature written on this. Lawyers deal with the abstract, right? They deal with things that are not of the actual material world. They are all about learning how to manipulate truth to win in court. They learn about how to write things, bills and laws, and very, very uh, difficult terminology that everyday people cannot understand. In fact, there's been a number of studies that have showed the best laws that were written were written by non-lawyers, everyday people. Um, In fact, there's, I haven't gone into it, I've gotten some tweets of people talking about the 13th Amendment which was ratified, which was to exclude lawyers from actually participating in governance. So I want to share with you uh, two very important studies that were done by uh, someone at Stanford uh, a gentleman by the name of Bonica and another uh, gentleman at a different university, Carnes, on really looking at the inordinate influence that this legal class has on our world. You know, Alexander de Tocqueville said that what the lawyers are, are actually a political class of people who actually were the transfer of power from the aristocracy and the monarchy went over to the lawyers. And that's what's really occurred in American politics. And what I'm going to share with you is some uh, amazing work uh, done by, particularly by Bonica, which really shows uh, the, why lawyers keep getting into politics. And for everyone listening, why our campaign, Cheever for Senate in Massachusetts, is going to be a historic one for several reasons. Some of you may know, several days ago, I actually spoke at the Connecticut hearing, really exposing how the entire vaccine mandates are completely nonsense. And I did it in three minutes. If you haven't seen it, it's up there, and I'll summarize it to, you know, uh, before the end of today's um, talk here. But in three minutes, someone like me, who actually has spent time understanding the science, looking at the engineering of this, 
I was able to distill this discourse that's been taking place over 17 years into three minutes. And not only um, did I get the attention of the legislators, but I understand one of the uh, key activists down there said we were able to flip two of the legislators. We need everyday people in politics. We cannot have more and more and more lawyers. They are destroying our democracy. They are the swamp. In Massachusetts right now, I'm going to go against three lawyers, okay? Two on the Democrat side and one on the Republican side. And the Republican one was just thrown at the last minute because they know that someone like me, who's articulate or actually earns a living, works and can fight for you is dangerous to the lawyer class. But there are three lawyers versus one engineer. That's what's going on in Massachusetts. And Massachusetts is the center of the swamp. And it's the center of the center of the deep state. So we have a huge opportunity in Massachusetts. We must win in Massachusetts against this lawyer political class uh, to really spark a wave of truth, freedom, and health. Donald Trump you know, lit the way. He put a big hole in the establishment by winning for president. And guys like me and others like you coming after that are really going to be the next wave of this very important necessary revolution. So let me uh, share with you some of this work uh, that I've, I've, I've spent a little bit of time looking. Let me go back to the slides. So this work, uh, to really give credit to, uh, is a paper that was written by Adam Bonica. It's called Professional Networks, Early Fundraising and Electoral Success. And what Bonica, and this was written about uh, three years ago, so, so it's relatively new work. And what Bonica brings out here is that, first of all, in fact, let me go here. If you read the quote here, at the top of it, it's from Rahm Emanuel, a very corrupt politician. And it says, the first third of your campaign is money, money, money. The second third of your campaign is money, money, money. The final is votes, press, and money. So what Emmanuel is saying here, we live in a world where the entire democracy is dictated by money, money, money. And towards the end of a campaign, you know, the press getting votes and money, but it's primarily money. Notice the votes and convincing people comes towards the end. Um, so it's a very interesting quote to look at. Um, but he's one of these insiders, okay? The interesting, one of the interesting graphs here is if you look at the probability of winning an election, you know, um, alongside, you know, the, um, and it's normalized by fundraising, obviously you have a, the more money you raise, right? So the probability increases by the more money you raise. Very simple, okay? And the question is, is this how it should be, right? So that means there's a direct one-to-one -one correlation the person who has more money is going to win the election. So just, just think about that. And this is a very interesting scientific study done over looking at many, many elections and all the fundraising. It's almost a one-to-one -one correlation, which means money drives politics. And what we want to do here in Massachusetts is to change that. Last year, just to give you an idea, first we ran as Republicans. And the Republican Party was so afraid of someone like me for many reasons running. So they threw an idiot called Dirty Jeff Deal uh, against me who faked a Photoshop picture with Trump and they had no intention of ever even putting me on the ballot so we ran as independents. But as independents, in my view, is a relatively huge victory and this is why. We got nearly 100,000 votes and spent less than 70 cents. Okay? A bottoms up movement and this is what scared them. Got more votes, five times more, more votes than any any U.S. Senate candidate in Massachusetts history and they illegally kept me off the debate stage. Okay, that's how afraid they are of real, smart, everyday working people who actually earn their living running versus dopes and 
uh, lawyers. But that's what happened in Massachusetts. So we did it for 70 cents. So if you looked, if we were able to be on the debate stage, this graph, we would have had a huge anomaly in this graph. And that's what they don't want. They don't want people power. But this graph sh shows that the current electoral system is really based on whoever has more money. Okay, so that should be pretty common sense to most people. Now, it gets a little more interesting. So if you start looking at why are lawyers successful in politics, that's what this paper asks. Why are lawyers successful? Well, first of all, if you are a lawyer, particularly from one of these law firms, um, uh, you basically have access to a network of people because the way you raise money, you get your family and friends. Well, if you've served a lot of high net worth customers, you know they owe you things, you... Um, uh, are going to promise them things once you get elected. Look, in Massachusetts, Massachusetts got an F minus minus in public infrastructure and a D plus in integrity, worst corruption. So the lawyers, so the construction folks, you know, are the ones who fund the politicians, many of them lawyers, right? So the lawyers have done typically work for these construction firms. So when they run for office, they're going to get funded by them. They're their close network. Um, and then they get funded by all their law school chums. And then, then when they get into politics, they make sure that the laws are written in their favor. And the laws are written in such profoundly uh, cryptic ways that you or I can't understand it. But what you're seeing from here is a collusion. Uh, what you see here that's fascinating is that if you go to Harvard University, nearly, you know, you can see 69% uh, uh, or in Yale, 70%, you can see the numbers here, of your friends and you can see the percentage probability of donors. Look, if you're doing cold calling to try to get money, it's probably 2%. Okay, you call 100 calls, maybe two of those 100 people will give you money. But if you are a lawyer and you come from one of these elite schools, you just call your alumni, your friends, and you have you know at least 50% chance. This is amazing uh, results on how much money you can raise quickly because you have access to a whole network that every day you or I do not have access if we came from engineering, if we came from uh, other enterprises or plumbing, electrician, etc. So this is something that we need to understand. They have their own little club, an old club that they have. The next thing I want to talk to you about is uh, what Monica points out here, it's quite fascinating, is he says, in recent election cycles, 87,300 lawyers at the top 100 largest law firms have donated donated $600 million. So that's in the recent election cycles. If you look, nearly 88,000 lawyers donated $600 million. And who are they donating them to? To their other legal friends, lawyer friends who are running for office. So you see, it's sort of quid pro quo. That's what's going on. Lawyers support other lawyers and lawyers support other lawyers. They come from one click. Again, in Massachusetts, I'm running against three lawyers. Lawyers, by the way, as I've talked about, they know how to create problems. They charge high fees. They're the ones who are networking all day. So for someone like me or you going to run for office, we have to leave our jobs and we have to go do this other thing. For them, there's no leaving their job. It's actually running for office is another way of enriching themselves and networking. Whether they lose or not, they make more money. Many of these guys, um, when, they, when they run as lawyers, uh, and someone tells them to run, even if they lose, sometimes this guy uh, that's running against me now on the GOP, I'm sure he's been promised a nice big judgeship just for attempting to stop me, just for attempting to uh, thwart my uh, uh, you know, goal to be on the Republican nomination. It's all one big incestuous click. So 
So it's important to understand, just in the last election cycle, um, near, uh, nearly uh, of the 100 large law firms, 600 million okay, dollars were contributed to candidates. Let's look at something else here. This is gonna get even more interesting. What you see here is, um, so if I'm a non-lawyer and you're a non-lawyer running for office against a lawyer who comes from one of these elite firms, the reason they're successful is because you got to, you know, if you believe that curve, you got to raise money. That's the old model. In our view, we go for people. That's why our Shiva for Senate campaign is, is so different. And that's why it scares the establishment so much is that the typical model is you got to raise more money. Well, how do you raise more money? Well, you got to get your network. You got to get people together. So what Bonica did was he compared in the first 90 days between lawyers from elite firms compared to other people. And it's quite amazing the data that he uncovered. Let me share this with you. What he shows here, if you look at this, just to keep it simple, the bottom line is amount you know, of money raised. So you see here, this is close to $200,000, $150,000, $150,000 on the x-axis, so zero to 200,000. On the y-axis, what he has here, he has the the kind of field that you're coming from so here's a lawyer from an elite law firm this is just got some guy with a law degree medical degree mba phd ma you know uh, college uh, you know someone just coming out of um, college etc what do you see here well look at this in 90 days the guys coming out from an elite firm can quickly raise hundred and fifty thousand dollars okay compared to the full sample uh, which means elected to office and non-elected, and these are people never elected to office. So versus someone who's just running, even a guy like me with a PhD, I'm gonna be lucky raising 25 grand, which means they can raise seven, seven times more than me. So think about that. I've worked hard, contributed, you know, work hard every day. I, you, you guys serve customers, I serve customers. A lawyer coming from an elite firm has in 90 days, he can earn, get donations seven times more than you or I, like that, because he uses his influence, he's got his network, so it's just so easy for him to make a few phone calls, call in his favors, and they'll raise seven times more money. While we're treading water, they have a whole infrastructure set up just overnight to raise a ton of money quickly. And what's also fascinating here, you'll see in this diagram here is, if you look at, I mean, there's a big sharp cutoff, even a guy with a law degree, um, can do much more about looks like in this graph about twice much as more as anyone else so even a doctor or other profession so this is what I'm talking about here is the class difference this is really the diversity issue the diversity issue that we have in this country is the lawyers versus the people let me repeat that the diversity these lawyers are out there Elizabeth Warren liberal, non-liberal, talking about diversity, inclusivity. Well, they control, they're not a diverse group. They're in politics all day long. And I'm going to share with you even some more data. It even shows you the amazing how screwed up this entire thing is. But the bottom line is they have an unfair advantage because they are in the club. You and I are not in the club. Um, let me show you another thing here. This is quite, it gets even more interesting. What you'll see here is the um, uh, we're looking at uh, on the x-axis you have the percentage contribution from uh, doctors and the percentage contribution from lawyers so the red is what percentage of contribution was from lawyers what percentage was from lawyers uh, 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 doctors 
the red is doctors, the black is lawyers, okay? So what Bonica did in this was he said, okay, let's look at where, if you are of any of these degree types, okay, MA, PhD, uh, an MBA, or you have a doc medical degree and a law degrees, and you went out to raise money from a doctor or a lawyer, where would your money come from? And you can see it's profession-based. So lawyers give to lawyers, not to doctors. Doctors give to doctors, okay? So again, further bringing out this point that within that profession, particularly within the lawyer profession, there's a direct correlation, and it's quite significant. You can see this big difference. Lawyers give to lawyers. Doctors don't give to lawyers. You know, doctors give to doctors, but lawyers um, may give to doctors, but not as much. But he essentially showed, and you can see along here, typically doctors are more likely, I mean, here lawyers, because they have more money, will give to others, but the, the general correlation is doctors give a lot more in terms, if you look at the percentage donation, it's nearly 25%, and everyday people are lucky to get maybe 10 or 5 or 10%, okay? So again, huge correlation between the lawyer class helping the lawyer class or the caste helping one another. Let's go on to a, another interesting uh, phenomenon here. Um, this is probably the thing that, the next three slides I'm gonna share with you will really break down why uh, we have to stop voting for lawyers and what it's doing to damaging this country. As I've shared with you, there's a direct correlation between corruption and infrastructure. One of the key things that I pointed out um, and many of the lawyers, by the way, are literally stealing many of my platforms right now because that's what they do. Lawyers steal, cheat, and lie. That's how they uh, they continue their, their business. It doesn't matter what the truth is. It's about cheating, stealing, and lying. So what, you, what, I'm, gonna what I'm gonna share with you here is now consider uh, the percentage of lawyers in politics, okay, on one axis. The percentage of lawyers in national politics. On the other axis, let's look at uh, what percentage of the, uh, what the countries with the highest income inequality. So what you're going to see here is quite amazing, okay? What you see here is that, so here, percentage of national legislators with background in law. So you're looking at, in America, it's nearly close to 50% of people in politics have uh, legal degrees or, or, or from, from the law background. And what you see along this axis, top 0.01% share of income, okay? So... This is essentially showing what percentage of the country has very wealthy people. Basically, it's a, it's a graph on income inequality. And what you're seeing here is more lawyers in politics, the higher the income inequality. Let me repeat. More lawyers in politics, the higher the income inequality. And it actually makes sense because they write the laws to help their buddies who fund their campaigns who are typically wealthy people. More lawyers, more higher income inequality. What's second? Argentina. Argentina's economy, you know, the fluctuations go up and down all day long. And then you see, you know, um, Canada, France, et cetera, as you go down here, okay? But this is a linear graph. This is quite extraordinary when you look at this data. It's one of the first studies that shows more lawyers in politics, more inequality, more corruption. That's what's going on. Let me show you the next graph. The next graph here is looking at the same thing, but looking at, 1% of the in income, okay? So which which countries have, this is looking at which countries have, you know, 1%, what percent are 1%, um, uh, which countries have the highest 1%, you know, wealthy people. The other one, the other previous graph was 0.01%. So again, you see the same thing here in income inequality. USA has the highest income inequality relative to the 1%ers. 
Argentina, then you see Germany, uh, Great Britain, etc. Okay, so that's what we're seeing here. And now the next one that I want to share with you is probably one of the most compelling things. It starts looking at number of lawyers and incarceration rates. Okay, the percentage of lawyers in national politics, again, lawyers who are politicians, not just lawyers, but how many lawyers, the percentage of lawyers in politics and incarceration rates. Let me take you to that. So what you see here in this graph is that y-axis incarceration rates per 100,000 citizens. And this is a percentage of lawyers. So everyone should look at this. I hope everyone's taking a careful look at this. So on one axis, so in the United States, nearly 50% of politicians are lawyers. Okay? You know, in some form at all levels. And the X and the, and the and Y axis is incarceration rates. So the, notice this, we have the highest incarceration rates off the charts. It doesn't even fit into this line. It's off the charts relative to, uh, uh, you know, Ukraine and Argentina and all these things. They're like, you know, sort of in the, you know, uh, 20%, one out of five people. If you, if you actually take the midpoint, let's say it's here. So they have about one out of 12, one out of 15 people, 15% uh, of the population is, 15% uh, of the population is in, um, uh, are, uh, you know, in, lawyers in politics, low incarceration rates. Isn't it interesting that you've never seen a presentation like this on showing the correlation between lawyers and politics, a mathematical description? And you have to understand why in a political campaign, because most of these guys who are running for office either are lawyers or they're surrounded by lawyers who are their campaign guys raising money, who are pulling the strings for them. Let me repeat that. Either they are lawyers themselves or they're surrounded by lawyers. Our campaign, Shiva for Senate, I'm not a lawyer. I'm an electrical engineer, a mechanical engineer. I, I do art and design. I have a master's in uh, visual studies and I'm a biological engineer. Most of you who support our campaign, mothers, families, are not of the lawyer class. I'm not saying we don't, if you, if you lawyers want to support us and you want to start doing the good deed, go for it, but we're not expecting you to support us. Our campaign is a unique campaign because we are uh, a campaign by the people for the people. It's not the lawyers running our campaign. The three guys I'm running against in Massachusetts, all lawyers. Go look at the presidential elections. The, the, the Trump uh, 2016 was you had Ben Carson and Trump, not lawyers, okay? So it's important to understand what the phenomenon, the opportunity we have to explode what occurred in 2016 and Massachusetts would be a killer place to do this because this is the center of, of law and uh, the swamp in many ways because Harvard Law School is here. Uh, people go to Harvard Law School think they inherit uh, political seats. We need to bust that very undemocratic, very unfair process that exists in this country. It's anti-American, it's not American. Um, let me share with you one other um, piece. So in this paper, Bonica says, how do you actually solve this problem? And he says that the legal industry is completely self-regulating. It's like the, it's like the, you know, a fox watching the end house. They're totally self-regulated. There is no ombudsman to watch the legal industry. They watch themselves. This is unheard of in any other industry. We've talked about how the vaccine manufacturers, you know, uh, they don't have to go through any type of safety standards. They sort of, it's a fox watching the end house. Well, you have to understand why that's being allowed because the lawyers themselves are like the fox watching their own hen house. And that's what he brings up here. He says, 
Um, the ABA has the American Bar Association has fiercely defended the independence of the legal profession and has successfully lobbied against or simply exempted the legal industry from any legislation that it claims would infringe on the profession's right to self-regulation. This has arguably had three effects. First, it has biased the legal system in favor of the wealthy individuals and corporations. This is seen with respect to tax avoidance. Lawyers have played a central role in the development of what has been termed the income defense industry, income defense industry, which caters to high net worth individuals looking to minimize their tax liability through conventional means. Lawyers have been instrumental in exploiting tax loopholes with increasingly complex maneuvers. Meanwhile, the American Bar Association has vigorously opposed subjecting lawyers to provisions in the banking and financial legislation such as the Bank Secrecy Act and Dodd-Frank um, intended to prevent tax evasion and money laundering, etc. So the point here is that you and I, you know, pay taxes. You know, I pay a lot of money in taxes for my companies, for me, I mean, I pay every tax, but these guys, the lawyer who enter politics, they're the ones who serve the extremely wealthy and they know all the loopholes. Well, those people that they help are the ones that fund them because they want to thank them. It's a quid pro quo. This is what's really going on. And what he says is that the self-regulation piece is a fundamental issue. So no one is watching the lawyers. It would be me like an engineer building something and I say, oh yeah, that aircraft that I built is fine. No one regulates me, but that doesn't occur. We have all sorts of people watching when I make a mistake, when doctors make a mistake, you know, everyone else, their mistakes, we have to pay for our mistakes. Lawyers don't pay for their mistakes. Very, very, very rarely. They're like a little brotherhood that protects themselves. Let me share with you um, some other work here. This is a different piece of work, and there's one important piece. It's by Nicholas Carnes, Casting a Wider Net. And the interesting thing here is, if you ask the average person uh, in, in the populace, how many of you want to enter politics, it's only about 5%. But if you ask the average group of lawyers, it's nearly 60%. So two out of, you know, more than, nearly two out of three lawyers, um, or three out of five lawyers, want to enter politics versus, you know, um, one out of 20 uh, people like you and I. And because of all the things I said, because we don't, the way the system is structured for uh, an engineer or plumber or electrician to go work, to go do politics, you have to leave what you're doing to go do that. And it's a huge hit. These guys, it's an extension of what they do. That's why these guys flow back and forth. I've seen so many very dumb lawyers who enter politics, enrich themselves, and they create their networks. That's what's really going on. So this is an interesting uh, piece of data that Nick Carnes uh, shared. And what he shows here is the percentage of workers in Congress. Look at this, working people. It's about 2% and the workers in the legislatures is around 7%. So um, I wanna, uh, today by the way, some of you may know I'm running for US Senate as I mentioned. We have to go collect lots and lots of signatures to get on the ballot which means we actually have people counting signatures. The three lawyers that I'm running against, you know what they do? Fake campaign, fake democracy, they pay people to go collect signatures. We have a lot of families, uh, women, men, uh, people out there, students, in the freezing cold collecting signatures by hand. They'll just pay professional signature people. So I have to go do that at in about, uh, I have to leave shortly to go meet one of our volunteers to help them. But I will be also on the ground. I'm a very hands-on guy. Everyday people are hands-on people. But the bottom line, what we have in this country 
you know, when you remove all the layers, Trump brought up the swamp. And what I'm trying to tell you is the center of that swamp is a legal, the legal class, the lawyer class. And in Massachusetts and in other parts of this country, if you see people running and there's a lawyer running, I'm telling you, please support that non-lawyer because we need everyday people in governance. First of all, the laws are being written for the clients that those lawyers serve and will continue to serve. Working people, plumbers, electricians, engineers, nurses, doctors who enter politics, we're going to start writing laws that are actually readable. That's one of the interesting things that comes out. Lawyers write laws that no one can read, but they can read. They put stuff in to bills that we don't even know about until they come out later. Um, Mike Mosk, our campaign manager, just told me that a law that he just found out came out is that typically before your 401ks, if you, if you gave that to one of your children, they could take out over their lifetime of their lives. Now a law got put in that they need to take out all of that within 10 years, which means they're going to pay much higher taxes. This was a law that some lawyer shoved in that none of us knows about. So what I'm trying to implore everyone to understand is that we need to start supporting a government by the people for the people. We have to get these lawyers out of politics. They are, a, they are the aristocracy. They are the political class. They are the swamp. They're the glue that connects the swamp together, okay? Um, they're sort of the mildew that puts it all together. And in Massachusetts in 2020, I'm running against three lawyers. I'm a guy who's built stuff, created the future, fixed things, and it's time that we have people like me and you representing us versus lawyers. I'm gonna start taking some questions online, and I'll put this graph up here to see what people wanna ask. But let me go up here and see what questions we got coming in and uh, I have Sarah who's also helping me. Sarah, what kind of questions do we have coming in? Let me see, I'm gonna go to my uh, thing here. Okay, uh, we have some good questions and comments coming in and I'll address those. So let's see, one of the questions that, that someone said is thanks for helping us to understand the swamp. You're welcome. Um, um, someone's calling. So, yes, you're most welcome. <laughs> it's important you understand the dynamics of the swamp, and the swamp is made up of lawyers. The, the molecular structure of the swamp is lawyers interconnected together. That's a different way of looking at it. Let's see what we got here. Um, uh, there needs to be regulating bodies to oversee lawyers. Isn't that the ABA supposed to do that? Well, the ABA is lawyers, okay? That's what, uh, let me go back to this, that's what, uh, Bonica brings up here. If you go back to this, what Bonica says here is that uh, the ABA has fiercely defended the independence of the legal profession un and successfully lobbied against simply exempting uh, or simply exempted the legal industry from any legislation that it claims would infringe on its self-regulation. The legal industry is regulated by itself. Okay, there's no outside way to regulate it uh, or watch it. I hope that's clear to people. Thank you, Lori said, uh, nice explanation. Um, Sarah just sent me one, Sarah goes, yes, quid pro quo, uh, all up the chain. The system is about to break, let's finish it off, build something new, good political discussion in respect to data analysis. They're filling, they're filing all these for profit prisons, getting free labor. Yeah, to those of you who may be coming in late, let me just share with this to you again. I mean, this is probably what really 
you know, really is upsetting when you look at this graph here. What you're seeing here is that the number of incarceration rates, in fact, this is an exponential curve, that the United States has nearly 50% lawyers involved in national politics, and you have, you know, the highest incarceration rates, nearly, that looks like almost 700 out of 100,000, okay? That's what we're looking at. And people should be getting very upset with these numbers when you see the actual facts here. And the election in Massachusetts, my running for U.S. Senate, is a historic one on many levels. But the number one thing is it's a MIT, PhD, working class engineer who's going against three lawyers. And I actually have real solutions to real problems. And these guys don't. That's what they don't do. They're going in there to enrich themselves. And it's time that you the everyday American worker decided that you didn't want this anymore and stop thinking that you need to vote for lawyers or look at what their background is. What do lawyers do when they get up every day? Every day lawyers are figuring out how to manipulate things. Again, as I mentioned earlier, lawyers live in the world of the fake world. Literally, it's the abstract world. They're figuring out in some abstract space how to manipulate things. 90% uh, of the litigators, a friend of mine told me, you know, lawyers who do prosecutions, all wanted to be actors. Theater is a stage to them. You could have killed someone somewhere, done horrible things, but in that stage, a whole different reality is presented, like complete lies. They learn how to lie. They're the art of lying. That's what they do for a living. You and I can't lie. I don't produce a piece of software that doesn't work. My clients leave me. You don't fix... Uh, some plumbing thing for somebody, you lose your client. We have to deal with the nuts and bolts of reality. They do not. And this is something central everyone needs to get. This is why we do not have a, a government by the people, for the people, because we keep electing these lawyers who live in abstract worlds. They create, they, they, they create fantasy worlds, which is, has nothing to do with your and I reality. Um, Sarah just sent me something else. Let's look. It says, so they are making the rules up so they can so they can break them. We have to follow and suffer under their laws while they get rich and corrupt and erode the system further. Exactly. How do we start to change this? How do we start to change this other than voting them out and good people in? It's a good question. So, well, <laughs> look, it's about the decisions we make. We should stop also being victims and recognizing that we as people have incredible power and we should get on the ground and start participating. Look, I'm running for Senate, not to win just a Senate seat, but to build a revolutionary movement where people realize that they have the power and expose these contradictions over and over and over again. And the laws that I plan to propose, anyone can read. You can go and read them on our website. You know, a Citizens Rights Act, where we eliminate all the academic corruption, a Digital Rights Act, where we bring back the Postal Service to do its job, a, um, you know, a, um, uh, an act that really supports, you know, um, uh, health rights acts where we can take control of our health and decentralize healthcare. These are very basic things. Life is actually pretty commonsensical. Lawyers purposely make it complicated to protect their 1%.01%. Um, someone said, thank you for coming to Connecticut. How do we get pharma to stop funding campaigns? How can we stop governments overwrite, especially a right to choose medical freedom. So again, you know, the way we win any of this is to have people who actually know uh, the actual thing that we're talking about, articulating it and messing it. If you look at the, uh, the issue with vaccines, 
you know, you've had a bunch of lawyers be activists, a bunch of people who get Botox on TV be activists. They haven't been focusing for the last 17 years, which I really moved this movement to on the science. Now they're repeating my words, but fundamentally in five months, what when I came into this movement, I said, look, there's no vaccine safety risk assessment. Furthermore, what I articulated in Connecticut was the entire movement has been focused on trying to get crumbs. That's what lawyers do. That's what people like Bobby Kennedy and Del Bigtree have been diverting this movement to try to beg for crumbs. You know, oh, let's save the exemptions, of course. But the issue is the entire vaccine mandates put in place by John Kennedy, a lawyer, okay, which should never have been in place as a president. He put in these, uh, the National Vaccine Act based on fake science, outdated science. And then in eight, 1986, another lawyer, his brother, created the vaccine courts. And now you have another brother, another Kennedy, thinking you're gonna to try to just fight for these crumbs of exemptions. That's not the way. The entire vaccine mandate should go away. Well, who articulated that? Me, why? Because I actually work in the biological field. I work on the immune system and I can see the entire science is outdated. This is why we need everyday people in politics. We need to get rid of people who just think they have the Kennedy name or came out of Harvard Law School in this business and you need to start you need to put your money where your mouth is and start voting for people and supporting people and putting your hard-earned time into supporting campaigns like ours and i'm not saying you have to but i'm saying if you want to free yourself it's time you realize that a guy like me with with all humility doesn't need to do this i made a lot of money doing other things but i'm here because i want to give back to this country in a very sincere uh area of service these people for them, being in activism, being in politics is an extension of their class interests. It has nothing to do with ever solving the heart of the issue. So with this vaccine issue, you have an MIT engineer, biological engineer like me, who works in the field right away says, you know what, the issue is we need to eliminate the 1962 Vaccination Act. Let's stop begging for crumbs. And that comes from people who, who are workers, not from people who are politicians or lawyers. Next one. Uh, uh, Sarah Senes, this guy knows what he's talking about from Harry Gold. How can a government mandate a pharmaceutical product with no liability in order to receive a free public education? Isn't that quid pro quo? Thank you for standing up for the truth. That's Jennifer Hastings. And that was Anthony Passante. Look, the entire system is broke because we keep electing lawyers. It is truly lawyers versus the people. We keep electing lawyers. If you want to make that a mantra, it's lawyers, no. No more lawyers. No more lawyers. No more lawyers. We need to elect people who actually do the work. Look, I study communications technology. Those stupid lawyers, many of them, politicians who are asking Mark Zuckerberg questions about censorship have no idea what to even ask him. He was running circles around them. This is why in the vaccine movement, for example, if you see my three-minute video at the hearing, I articulated very concisely at the heart of the issue. These other guys haven't done that because you know why? They're divorced from the actual problem. To them, activism is another money-making venture. Activism is a way for them building fame and controlling people. It's not ever about solving the problem. Engineers, doctors, plumbers, engineers, working people, if we're in government, we're gonna solve the problem a thousand times faster. You know. We came into this, I came into the vaccine movement. I've been involved in the health movement since a four-year-old kid, okay? But for vaccines, it was took me about five months to say, oh my God, this is the issue. We built videos, we articulated, we educated. That's what happens when real people get involved, okay? I'll give you an analogy. A friend of mine 
said there was a very famous consultant who went to this big factory, very famous engineer, and they hired him. Something wasn't working. They'd hired all these other people. They couldn't fix it. He came in and he said, oh, you just need to turn that knob and the machine worked. And he sent him a bill for, you know, $50,000. They go, wait a minute. You only were here for one minute. Yeah. But he goes, I know those systems and the knowledge I gave you comes from 50 years of experience because he works on these systems. We have people entering politics who are lawyer, I hate to say it's scumbags, most of them, and they enter this field to make money and to put you in bondage. It's really up to you. Our campaign, Shiva for Senate, in 2020 is gonna be a historic one. I don't care where you are in this country, you should either volunteer or support our campaign to win because our winning here is gonna mean your liberation. And I mean that, again, with all honesty and sincerity. You're not going to get this kind of content and analysis from any of these politicians. Um, Harry Gold says, populism may destroy this country. We need smart, hardworking Americans in government, not lawyers. Thank you, Harry. You nailed it on the head. Look, if you go to my website, VA Shiva, you'll find out, VA Shiva on my personal website, my um, Senate website is shivaforsenate.com. I run three companies. I have to serve customers. I get up, I do research. I teach people, I educate. Plus, I'm running for U.S. Senate. These guys just do politics, 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 whether they're making tons of money as a lawyer or being in politics. They're all the same thing. They're all liars. They cheat and they write laws that you cannot understand. They write it for their 0.1% of friends. Let's see if there's any other... Um, Interesting, there's a lot of good comments we're getting in. Why do corrupt politicians keep getting away with their unlawful um, uh, with their unlawful ways? I'm familiar with Charlie Baker. What is your take on him? Charlie Baker is part, uh, he's, he's part of the Uniparty in Massachusetts. Charlie Baker hates Donald Trump. He himself is a racist. He supports vaccine mandates. He's part of the swamp. You see, there's not really Democrats and Republicans. There's really the blue bloods, the royalty, the lawyer class. And then there is the red bloods, the people who actually, we, we put our sweat and blood into things. It's really red versus blue, not Democrat versus Republicans. In Massachusetts, the GOP establishment and the Democrats are one party. When Trump came, and the reason I supported him was he blew away that. He did at least a disruptive thing. Now, in Massachusetts, a guy like Charlie Baker, instead of supporting me, he's thrown another lawyer to cause a, 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 a block to me so I can't have the Republican nomination. And he's probably, more than likely, this, the word on the street is promised this idiot a judgeship. So he, he, will, he will try to make him uh, get the nomination so he loses to Joe Kennedy or Malarkey so, uh, to thwart a real person who can solve problems from coming in. Charlie Baker is a complete part of the swamp. He, his mentor is Bill Weld, who is supposedly a quote-unquote Republican, another blue blood who should probably go back to the monarchy in London. And he and uh, Baker do not want engineers like me. They want to support the lawyer class. Uh, amen, amen. Lawfulamerica.com, moving to change common law. Uh, Act of 1871 ruined our country. You've got my vote. How can we volunteer time in states outside of Mass? Look, those of you who are outside of Mass, this is what I ask you to do. Number one, share my tweets everywhere. Get it out. You can actually go to other Facebook, Twitter groups in Massachusetts and flood them with our content. Say you support Shiva for Senate. Uh, phone calls you can do, but the problem with phone calls is very few people pick up their phone calls. We also have a phone app that you can support. 
the most important thing is sharing my content wherever you are give 25 bucks you know you can get my and by the way when you give me money i don't just take your money i'll, I'll tell you what i do um, i actually give you i actually give you uh, content i give you a book called system and revolution i give you a bumper sticker and i also give you access to an app i created which lets you understand your body as a system so i'm not here to take money from you and without giving back uh, my goal is to always give back to something that you've given me and actually more than what you've given me so put bumper stickers on everywhere whether you're in we had last time when we ran against elizabeth warren we had people with bumper stickers all the way in beverly hills to oklahoma texas go on our site shiva for senate and get our kits support our campaign we don't need they're going to raise 40 million guys we're going to do it with 120th of that two million because you're looking at a entrepreneur an immigrant kid a working class kid i know how to stretch one dollar and make it go 200 times so Wherever you are, donate to our campaign, get online, share our content everywhere. The whole nation needs to know there's a guy called Dr. Shiva for Senate running, and he's about truth, freedom, and health. He's a warrior. He's a scientist. He's an inventor. And every one of you listening, it's so easy to do for you. You don't have to. If you want to come to Massachusetts and help us collect signatures, you can do that. You got to help the campaign. This is for you. It's not my campaign. It's your campaign. It really is. Um... Someone saying uh, lawyers are bar accredited British accredited registry. That's interesting. We're, uh, we're in N and share your content everywhere. We donated. Thanks for the book. It's an eye opener. Thank you. That's from Joe. Mom, ma'am. The problem is leftists will destroy the, your car if you see a dumper sticker they don't like. Um, you are so refreshing, doctor. Does court system pay the crown? There is no government accountability. How can we volunteer time in states outside of Mass? Again, volunteer time by going there, posting about Shiva for Senate. I have lots of content. Share the content. You've got my vote. Uh, it's sad politicians are misinformed. What uh, have you seen? I'm familiar with Charlie Baker. We the people. They've manipulated women with their phony empowerment narrative. It's actually victimhood. More about more but not I donated but want to help so Lori Lou 444 Lori if you want to help please send me an email by the way anyone here is gonna sound crazy but you can call me on my phone here's my number write it down It's my personal cell number 617-631-6874 you guys can just call me anytime and I actually pick up my phone we don't have an entourage of 50 people you know 3,000 assistants if you want to share an idea text it to me Email me at vashiva at vashiva.com. That comes direct to me. But this is a campaign by the people for the people. The Shiva for Senate campaign is your campaign, wherever you are. Isn't it time at least one out of those 100 senators stood up for you? I don't owe anything to any of these guys, you see? So therefore, I'm the most dangerous person to them because I don't owe them, I don't owe them anything. I don't want to use a, the wrong word, but I don't owe them anything. Nice explanation. Uh... This chain needs to be broken. You're definitely right. It sounds like racketeering. You're absolute, absolutely right, elitism. So let me go on to, um, I think Sarah sent something else. Let's look at what Sarah's got here. Um, it says, Carolina Helsfon, they shouldn't be able to sneak laws in with other laws. Should never be legal. You're absolutely right. Plumbers and tradesmen are saving our world. People need to, to wake the F up. You're absolutely right. Come to New York. We need you. New York is going to help. So listen, um, any of you listening out there, 
organize rallies for me in whatever state you are for truth, freedom, and health, and I'll come out there. The campaign for U.S. Senate in Massachusetts is a national campaign. Why? Because you got someone like me running who's one of you. I'll repeat again. Our campaign is a national campaign. Remember, you have 100 senators. Imagine having at least one of those 100 because one of me is equivalent to 1,000 of them. So you need someone like me. We need someone like me. We need someone like you who's one of me, Okay, if that makes any sense. Um, so, it's, so we got to recognize this campaign is going to go by so fast. We're right now out getting signatures. If people know people in Massachusetts, tell them to vote for us. Send them and tell them to go donate for us. That's what we need you to do. Today is, I don't know, February 21st, 22nd. The primary is September 2020, and the general election is November 2020. We want millions and millions of people in Massachusetts to know that I'm running. So you guys can get the word out, viral it out all over Massachusetts. Get bumper stickers wherever you are. Uh, one of my friends uh, saw our bumper sticker all the way out in Amarillo, Texas. Saw another one out in Alaska and in Hawaii last campaign. This, our campaign is a national campaign and let us send the fear of God into these people and win this campaign. If you thought the Trump victory was big, I'm telling you the Shiva victory, your victory in Massachusetts is gonna be explosive because the center of the center of the center of the deep state is not in Washington, D.C., it's in Massachusetts. All the world's worst scumbags come out of Massachusetts. I'm talking about the world leaders who go through the Harvard and the law school and walk through the halls here. They started here and this is where they learn all their tricks. And 90% of those people are lawyers. And we need to get rid of this legal class and get people in governance who actually do stuff and are everyday people. That's what I am and that's what you are. Let me see what we have on, um, God, we've got a lot of good comments here on uh, 64 comments on, um, uh, here, uh, Sarah, if you can read the comments, someone saying, um, need Dr. Shiva in the Senate. We need many more representatives like him, but what a beautiful place to start. He knows what he's talking about and can make a difference in Washington. Search some of the content raised on the immune system and vaccines. So to let people know, if you're in California, put together an event, you know, so we can come out there, make this a national campaign. And I'll come out there, give a talk. Let's raise money for the campaign. If you're in Texas, if you're in Minnesota, wherever you are, if you organize and give me a heads up, I'll come out there. But the goal is we need, we the people back in governance, not lawyers who are the scum of the entire swamp, who are creating laws, who control everything. And we're never going to win until we, we have someone like me calling them out every day. Imagine for six years, okay, 1800 plus days, someone is calling them out every day. All right, it is 12.32. Sarah, do we have anything else? Let me see. I'm going to go back on Twitter and see what we got on Periscope. A bunch of Avenatti's ruining the world. That's excellent. That's from uh, Romans. Talking about the hidden issues that matter. We need more Trump-like people in government. It's a racket. Good point. Unregulated. Same with journalists. No one checks them. There needs to be regulating body to oversee lawyers. Nope, ABA isn't doing that. Um... Uh, you are so refreshing, doctor. Thank you. You speak on and affirm many of the unpopular but true intuitions. Um, we can't get Mark Warner R in Virginia. Um, God bless you. Okay. 
Anyway, if there's no other questions, I'm oh, someone else just came in. Make sure to follow Dr. Shiva and see the first. By the way, you guys listening on Facebook, please go to Twitter and follow me. And you guys on Twitter, follow me on Facebook. We need to get my Twitter followers up to over 100,000. I know they're shadow banning me, etc. We need to get our Facebook followers up. But imagine winning the US Senate campaign. I just want everyone to close their eyes and meditate. I'll teach you a meditation technique if you want. I know many of them. But imagine everyone listening. You close your eyes and you see Shiva Ayodhya, Dr. Shiva, and you being sworn in for U.S. Senate in November of 2020, or we win the election in January of 2021, uh, being sworn in. That's what we need to have. And our winning, not my winning, but our winning, your winning this Senate seat, I'm telling you, is going to be like a nuclear bomb went off for the establishment. And that's what we need. The revolution began in Massachusetts. Let's now do the second revolution. And the Shiva for Senate campaign is a tip of that revolution. And you have the opportunity to support it in a tangible way. But number one way, share our content, donate, get other people in Massachusetts, as many people as you know, knowing about our campaign so we can defeat one of these three lawyers and win it. One of them will be challenging me. I'll probably have to go through two gauntlets, one idiot lawyer who Charlie Baker's thrown in. And after I defeat him, then we have to defeat Joke Kennedy, Joke, J-O-K-E, or Ed Malarkey, okay? Or the other con job guy, the con boy that they've thrown in. Oh, con boy. Um, we've got to get you on Andrew Wilco's show. Great. By the way, the other thing you guys can do is get me on other podcasts if people want to do it. But the goal right now is visibility, visibility, visibility. Get this campaign out there. And we need to know that this campaign is really going to be about the lawyers versus the people. Shiva versus the lawyers, the Shiva and the people versus the lawyers. And they are, Trump brought up the swamp. As an engineer, as a scientist, I'm telling you the scum, the molecular components of that swamp are lawyers. If you put a microscope and you go into it, you'll see a bunch of lawyers who are actually the connective tissue of that swamp. The connective tissue of the swamp is the lawyers. And we need to vaporize them, get, get them out of our lives, and we need to take back our government. It's getting rid of lawyers. Sarah, is there anything else? Uh, thank you for your expertise. I support you, Pennsylvania. Just hearing about you, very interested. Antoinette Coleman, thank you for your expertise. Uh, Mary Jo Robb, Ben Shapiro. Let's see. Um, I think there's a lot of comments here, but I'm not sure. Oh, I guess I go here to read the comments. Oh, here we go. Uh, Will this be posted on YouTube? Yes. Will this be posted on YouTube? Yes. On this day of Shivaratri, may Shiva win. Yes. I, I didn't know. Today is a very important day in the Indian mystical calendar. It's known as Shivaratri. It's the night of Shiva when Shiva destroys evil. That's a good day. Dr. Shiva, uh, way to go in Connecticut. Of course, you're welcome. Many patriots are running against this awful and criminal Dems here in New York. We have to get these people out of office. Absolutely right. Uh, thank you. We support you in New York. Let's go here. Mary Jo Robb, I want you to talk to him. She's writing to someone. All right. Sarah, is there anything else? All right. So anyway, I'm going to end this broadcast so I can get on the road. Um, any one of you, if you're in Massachusetts or you know people, if you're outside and you know people, tell them to donate, help us collect signatures to help us win. This is your your Shiva for Senate campaign. This is your Senate campaign. Wherever you are, 
the U.S. Senate campaign in Massachusetts, in my view, is the most important election because I am literally behind enemy lines in the swamp. And by winning here, it'll be like the swamp creatures start not, know, not knowing what hit them. It's a big, it's completely choking them. It's going to be a big, big loss for them. Let red flow in Massachusetts and let's get rid of the blue bloods of these lawyers. That's what Massachusetts offers. That's what the Massachusetts victory offers us. Um, not seeing anything other than, okay, great. Uh, all right, guys, thank you very much and have a good weekend. And I'll be out. Uh, I'm heading over to the market basket to collect signatures. Um, our office in Cambridge is open all day today until 530. If you guys want to come get nomination papers, we have to get nearly 30,000 signatures, 30 to 40,000 signatures to get on the ballot. The other guys cheat, they lie, lawyers cheat and lie. They pay people to collect signatures. We actually go collect our signatures by hand, one by one. That's the American way. These guys are fake Americans. We are the real Americans. They're absolutely fake. They cheat, they lie. That's what lawyers do. And that's not what we deserve. That's not what this country was based on. Let's take back our country. Thank you very much. Be well.